0: Hello, and welcome back to At the Kitchen Table with MacroWorks. I'm Burgundy, and as always, I'm here with Coach Trey.
1: Hey, what's up, guys?
0: And this is season three, episode four. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I still got it wrong. One I day, do that every we're gonna get. Stinking time. Anyways, we are it. so happy to be back this week. Last week we were gone, had a little hiatus because we were literally iced in.
1: Well, last week we didn't have electricity.
0: Yes, so for, that's no, why. For one day, we and literally then we were like, "Well,
1: we'll do it tomorrow." And, <laughs> and then we had then three we kids.
0: That it was kind of like that. Yeah. Here's Johnny. That's what I felt like. We were iced <laughs> in with three kids and no electricity. No hot mm. water, so that was really fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Trying to we kill each other. And, it yeah. really
0: made us appreciate the little things in life, you yeah, know, absolutely. like hot water and electricity. Yes. Anyways, that's not what this episode per- is
1: about. Personal space. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> a lot of togetherness. <laughs> that too. Yeah. I love my children, but my goodness, a lot of togetherness. Um, anywho, nope, we're going to start this episode off <laughs> with shout outs. We have some big ones today, some really exciting ones. I'll start with Amanda Rabon. She has hit twenty six pounds gone. This is a breastfeeding mama, and she is freaking killing it and we are so proud of her. I don't know why i get i mean I do know why I guess it's because I was a mom who was nursing. I nursed all three of my kids, and I just think that it's so awesome these women who were really working hard to like it's just it's amazing like they're providing, they're literally a life source for another human and they're still working on themselves and being healthy. And it's just really awesome to see because that was not the case for me. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it had been, but I think that that's why I'm so like pumped up when I see other moms doing that for themselves during that time, because I know how hard it is. So anyways, I'm just so proud of you, Amanda. Great work. And then the next one on the list is Angie Miller. She's hit 11 pounds gone. So she flew past that 10 pounds and she was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do 11. So <laughs> congratulations. That's always fun. Brennan one is another one that also hit 11 pounds this week. Um, so we're really, really proud of them. They are doing amazing. And then the last one for me is Daniela. I say, ya, I'm going to say that wrong. I saw I saw that. Sorry. Message no, you. me. You can write me some hate mail. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me how to pronounce your name wrong. If it makes you feel better, I pronounce my own name wrong and my kids' names wrong all the time. I pronounce all the words wrong. So I love you, Danielle. Up. And she also hit 21 pounds gone, which is so amazing. amazing. I just feel like, I don't know. I don't think people can really like comprehend how much weight that actually is. It's amazing. Yeah. Like I
1: mean, that's very I've said impressive. this
0: before, but go Google what one pound of fat actually looks like as a visual. And then just think about that 21 times. Like, mm-hmm. that is so awesome. We're so proud of you, girl.
1: Very impressed. Well, All way right. to go, Daniela. Take it
0: over, Trey. Right. <laughs> so
1: the next one on our list is Frederica Vivleca. Mm-hmm. And she is at five pounds gone. She's relatively new. or re- I guess she. we've worked with her before, and she's been a great client. She came back and just... For a little bit more work and she is already off to an amazing start. Freaking killing it at five pounds gone. So way to go, girl. All right. Next one on our list is Kyla Shannon and she's at 31 pounds gone. So So Kyla is on fire right now. She's working really hard, building some great habits. She really is. And it's paying off. Mm -hmm. 31 pounds gone. Whoop. Yeah. So next one on our list is Margaret Thompson. Another one that's just, she is just a super, super hard worker, Probably one of the most consistent people we have. on our Well, program. I wrote
0: in her notes because I wanted to add like, yeah, she hit 13 pounds gone, which is amazing. But I also wrote she has been so consistent lately and she's been working so hard. Like, I just wanted to make sure that we show like that is not going unnoticed because she's someone we've worked with for a while. And I've just seen this shift in her and she's always done good. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like. Anytime like a vacation or something like that would come off, like come up, she would think that she would have to quit and then start again. And this last time she went on a vacation, I really encouraged her or urged her to just kind of stick with it, learn, you know, and try to navigate that. And she did. did And she showed that like proved to herself that she could do it. And then she hit a new low, like, yeah. a couple of weeks later. So came we're back, just so proud of her. Came
1: back super excited about it, too. Yeah. You know, and we're just really proud of you, doesn't Margaret. doesn't mean
0: she was perfect no. on vacation. It just means she didn't quit. Right. And I think that that's a huge testament to show, like, you don't have to be perfect. You can go on vacations. You can live real life. And then you can get back to it and still see a new low a couple of weeks later. Like, yes. versus quitting and then not knowing that you would have seen a new low. So I just, I wanted to shout that out. No, up. no, no. I'm, I'm glad you did. <laughs> I
1: mean, just really, it's we're just so proud of her hard work and just love seeing her killing it. All right. The next one on our list is Misty Johnson. She's at 12 pounds gone. And so, I mean, yeah, a lot of tough things going on in her life. And she is just still not making excuses, just working hard, getting her, putting her head down, learning every day, reaching out, asking questions. And she's somebody that we're just really super proud of. She's just working hard and doing a great job. So keep it up, Misty. And the last one on our list is Tammy Waters. She is somebody, I don't think I've ever seen anybody that eats it, <laughs> that, that we, she's probably the one easy on you know, person on our program that we never have to say, yeah, I think you need to get more protein in. <laughs> yeah, she really. is a champ and she's, you know, she's super consistent. She's protein somebody that,
0: queen. yes, she's somebody
1: we've been working on. It's like, maybe even cut back on your protein a little bit, add in some more fruits and veggies, just to get a little more nutrition in it. She's like, perfect. You tell me what to do and I'm going to do it. And Love so that. she, she has a great attitude and is at 15 pounds gone. So she is just doing a fantastic job. So we are super proud of all of our shout outs this yeah. week. So really great ones.
0: Yay. All <laughs> right. So today's topic is kind of an idea that kind of, I don't know if a conviction is a good word, but kind of conviction yeah. and also like So convictions proud. can be a good thing. Yeah. And I, I the thing that sparked this like Topic in my mind was last Sunday at church. Like um, we're going through a sermon right now that I really really love, but it's about like family, like a series, like a series yeah. sermon. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Uh, a sermon series. Sermon series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There <laughs> we go. <laughs> but it's about like um, just family and like raising your family, your marriage, and like where your values are and how that's going. I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, it's like parenting. Yeah. So uh, marriage, but from a biblical standpoint.
0: Right, and it's been very. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of points where I'm like, yeah, we're killing that. Like, I feel very proud of us. But there's also points where I'm like, ooh, I am dropping the ball. And the one thing that kind of, I made a post about this on my social media in, like, regards to your health and nutrition. Because I think that it can be a good, like, way to look at it in context when it comes to that, too. But our pastor, Matt, uh, said at the end of the sermon, like, it was about parenting this last week. And he said, if your child only knew about Jesus from your actions alone and what you have taught them alone and no other outside outside influence as influences at all other than yours, like what would they know? What would that look like? And to me, it was like, I mean, I feel like I do a pretty good job in some areas, but man, they wouldn't be where I'd want them to be from my example. And it's almost because I feel like I rely on like, well, Trey, Trey picked that ball up. So he's doing good in that aspect, like, or they're getting this at church or, you know what I mean? Like just typical things. And I I feel good that I, I, we pray together and we do things like that. But it just made me like really think about the areas that I dropped the ball that I need to do better and not rely on other people to do that for them. And so that kind of made me start thinking in the context about like when it comes to health and nutrition, that's a really good thing to look at like in the same context. Like if your children only knew what healthy was from you and from your actions alone and what you have taught them, what would that look like for them? Like would they grow up knowing what healthy is or are they going to grow up and have the same problems with food and obesity as you do? If you do like for me, like just talking like relating that on a personal standpoint Um, And I kind of touched base on this on the post that I made. I made a little reel yesterday about it. But the old me like that's really what triggered me into making a change and changing my lifestyle to be better. Because before the old me that weighed 100 pounds more than I do now was had no aspirations to be great at anything. If it took hard work, nope, don't want it. Don't send me up for that. If I have to put any effort into it, mm, nah, not for me. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to sit on my couch and not do anything at all. Like I never, I didn't care to be great at anything. Like, and yes, I know there were outside factors around that time in my life that made me that way that I couldn't really help. But the main one was just my health. Like I wasn't taking care of myself. I didn't care enough about myself to do it. And then I had kids and (laughs) everything changed like a shocker guys i'm probably going to get emotional about this one i always cry on these but it's just something i think that's why i'm so passionate about it because i look back and uh i've said this story a million times so i'm sorry if you've heard it but the thing that really like triggered me to change was one morning i stepped on the scale i didn't even own a scale and i remember after i had brody I mean, obviously had known that I'd gained a ton of weight. I was depressed. I didn't get out of bed. I was doing the bare minimum as a mom. Trey was gone all the time. And I would literally get up and feed the kids and lay back down. Like, and I had babies at home. And I physically felt like I couldn't do anything because I was in such a deep depression. And I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was keeping myself stuck there by the food I was eating and the lifestyle I was living. Literally, those are the only things I changed to get better. And so, and I'm not saying that like, this is for everybody. I'm talking about it in a personal perspective. Um, in regards to me. But back then I didn't know how to help myself. And so I was just stuck and hopeless. (coughs) And I remember going to a doctor's appointment and stepping on a scale for the first time since I can remember and seeing that number reflected at me and almost being like hit in the face with it. Like, oh my God, like obviously again, I know I had gained weight, but I was almost in denial. Like it's not that bad. I never was in pictures. So I never really looked at myself. I didn't go in public because I was scared of what people would think. And then I saw that number on the scale and it was like, it was over 230 pounds. And I just remember thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? Like, how did this happen? Like, how did I get here? And (laughs) sorry, it makes me emotional. But so anyways, I went back home and I bought a scale because that was kind of like a slap in the face. But again, at this point, I still didn't have like a strong why. I just thought I can't weigh this much. Like I have to do something about this. And I have a long line of history with obesity in my family, especially with my biological dad's side. And so for me, I think that that was another reason. Like I don't want my kids to grow up remembering me this way because I know firsthand what that feels like. And not having a parent that does anything or like puts initiative into it or wants to better themselves. Like I had a firsthand seat to that and I did not want to do that for my kids. And so I went and bought a scale and I thought, okay, I'm gonna start trying to learn how to be healthy. I had no clue what I was doing, but I knew the first step was I have to track my weight. And so I went and got a scale and I remember stepping on it thinking, maybe the doctor's scale was wrong. <laughs> maybe that wasn't right. Yeah.
1: Usually like 10 pounds. Yeah, they add.
0: <laughs> and like we've all seen that movie. They had yeah. at least five pounds yeah, at the gym <laughs> or <good. laughs> at the doctor's <laughs> office. <laughs> but I got home and I remember stepping on that scale and it was higher than it was at the doctor. And I immediately like start crying because I was just kind of like, Okay, that was my lot. Like, okay, this isn't I can't deny it anymore. And so I'm crying, I step off the scale, and I turn around and I see my little sweet little two year old Macy standing there looking at me, my daughter (laughs) makes me emotional. Ugh! I'm gonna cry. And I remember, (laughs) I remember that look in her eye and she mimicked me, she started crying, because I was crying and she thought I was hurt, or she could tell I was upset, obviously. And I remember in that moment, like, this feeling of Oh, my gosh, she is going to follow my footsteps. Like, she is mimicking everything I'm doing. This isn't just about me anymore. Like, this is my job as her mom and my boy's mom to lead them down a path that I think is worthy for them. And right now, I'm not doing that. Like, I remember looking back then and thinking, like, if they followed in my footsteps and they were living this life that I'm living and they were doing what I'm doing, would I be okay with that? No, a thousand percent not. I would have been so devastated if they would have been living the life I was living and doing the things I was doing back then. And so I decided in that moment, seeing her little face looking up at me, like, if I can't do this for myself, I will do this for them. And I did. And I think that, like, that is a good thing to ask yourself. Like, if you, if your kids live the exact same life you're living right now and you're someone who may be overweight or you're not healthy and you're just not Prioritizing your nutrition and your health because you can't really do it for yourself right now. I get it. I was that same way. Like, I wanted it, but I didn't want it bad enough for myself because honestly, in that time in my life, I didn't care enough about myself. Like, I didn't love myself enough to feel like I was worthy. But I wouldn't, I didn't want that for my kids. I did love them enough. And so I did it for them. And I think that, like, it was another perspective to think about, like, my kids need me here for a long time. They need me to lead. Like they, I'm doing them a disservice if I don't take care of myself now and I die early. Like honestly, like I don't want to die young because I didn't take care of myself and I have all of these issues and like illnesses related to food because I didn't take care of myself. Like how, how unfair is that to them? You know, not to have their mom for a long time and not to be able to have a grandma for their grandchildren. And those things sound a little like extreme and dramatic, but it's not like, that's the reality for some people. My dad died because he didn't take care of himself. He was 400 pounds when he died and he literally never got up. And I, I, got a first-hand look of what that looks like and so to me it may sound dramatic to you but it's real like and for me it was like I refuse to do that to my kids and that was what it took to change my life and so all that to say like now if my kids followed in my footsteps I would honestly say like I would be proud like and that is such a huge dramatic difference from back where I was back then and it's awesome like it feels so good to be able to look back and be like wow I did that like And be proud of myself and i think in this world it's really hard to be able to say that like because you feel like you're bragging but i don't i feel so proud of myself for taking that leap back then when i had no clue what i was doing and i was stuck and hopeless and choosing for them to change because a beautiful thing happened like halfway through that i started realizing that i was worthy too and yes i was doing it for my kids but i deserved to be healthy I deserved to be happy. I deserved to be around for a long time so I could play with my grandkids, not just for them, but for me too. I deserve that life. And so I think that if you're listening to this and you're kind of on the fence and like, gosh, it's just impossible. I have so much weight to lose. Like I get it. I had a hundred pounds. I remember laying in bed with Trey saying, I have to start something and calculating how much weight I would have to lose to get back to where a healthy weight was for me and thinking a hundred (laughs) pounds. There's no way. But what I did was I took the first step. I got a skill. <laughs> that was literally it. And it <laughs> like, and then I did, I did a lot of crazy stuff trying to lose weight. Cause I didn't know better. And then I finally hired a coach who helped me and did know better. And I did what they said. And I put in the effort every single day because I obviously couldn't help myself at that time until I got to the point where I could. And so again, like, I think if you're listening to this and you're kind of like, man, this is convicting me, like use that and like, ask yourself why it's convicting to you. And then ask yourself like, If you're on the fence, like, do I need to change or like, I don't know, I don't have enough like why or motivation to do it. Like ask yourself if you have children, if your kids were living the life that you live right now for yourself and they were eating food that wasn't good for them and they were sick all the time and they didn't have energy and they were obese or overweight or whatever and they just didn't feel good. Would you be okay with that because they learned it from you? Like if you're the ones, you're the one that handed those tools to them. Are you okay with that? I wasn't for sure. And that was enough for me to be like, okay, I'm changing because the tools that I'm going to hand down to my kids are going to be good ones. And I'm going to make sure that everything I do that's within my power is going to lead them down a path where they just think healthy is normal and healthy is just what we do. Because I didn't grow up that way, not because my parents didn't have good intentions with me. They just didn't know better at the time either. And so I think it's important to reflect on the fact too, that like our kids may listen to what we say when they're little babies like when they're toddlers and we tell them oh we can't eat donuts every single day or we can't eat cake for breakfast because it's bad for us like we can't do this. We can't eat these foods all the time. We got to eat our veggies. Like they're going to listen when they're little because you're their mom and you're telling them what to do or you're your dad and they listen. But those little toddlers or those little kids grow up to be adults one day who are going to stop doing what you say and they're going to start doing what you do because your example is what is going to be normal to them. If you're unhealthy and you're overweight, that's what they're going to perceive as normal. So chances are they're going to follow in your footsteps. So when it comes to that, like, and you put it in context that way and perspective, like for me, man, it was a no brainer. Like I'm going to make it a good example, no matter what I do. And that is in regards to all areas of our life, like not just our health and fitness. I think like our spiritual life, um, how our, like our marriage, like those things I want to work on, to be the best I can. And we're not perfect by any means, but we can strive to be better every single day at those things because I want my kids example when they grow up to be genuine and I want it to be good. And it's in our control to make it that way by being better people, by being good people and by prioritizing our health. So when they grow up, that's just normal. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No. I feel like I'm no, blabbing. no, you did good. No, you did
1: good. <laughs> no, I've actually just kind of th- got me thinking about too, you know, in my, in, I'm doing a Bible study group with uh, some guys from church and that was one of the things we actually talked about this last week was, uh, you know, spiritual warfare and mm-hmm. like tools of the enemy and things like that. So, you know, and one of the main things was conviction versus accusation. Yeah. So conviction is, you know, conviction is actually a good thing. You know, it's good to feel convicted when you feel those nudges towards doing being better, you know, conviction is, you know, for, for a believer is from the Holy spirit. And that's. Them The Holy Spirit is trying to correct you and yeah. saying, hey, you know, maybe what you're doing is, is, you know, he's trying to grow you to be more like Jesus is what the Holy Spirit is doing. But with, you know, if you feel this like accusing like, oh, you're not good enough and <laughs> you can't do those things and you are, you know, you're a failure and those kind of things, that is not encouraging and that is not, you know, the Holy Spirit does not, that is not the Holy Spirit. That is the devil yeah. telling you, you are not good enough because they don't want you to be better. You know, the God, You know the, the devil so does not want you to be better. Mm-hmm. He wants you to stay stuck. He wants you to, to so feel like lies. you can't. Those yeah. are lies. Those are
0: lies from the enemy in your head telling you you can't do this. I just had a conversation with that about that with like a client this morning that was like, well, she was mo- like meal prepping and doing really, really good and staying on track. And she's like, well, it's not the prepping that's my issue. It's when I'm tempted with something, I can't say no. And that's what I was trying to tell her. Like you can't because you continue to identify as someone who can't. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a fixed mindset. That's a fixed mindset. Like you you
0: telling yourself, like, (laughs) I can't say no to these things, or I have no willpower, or I'm just not good enough to do this. Like, if you continue to tell yourself those lies, which is what they are, they are lies, you are definitely capable of making different choices. You are definitely capable of saying no to things that don't fit into your lifestyle or your goals. You are definitely capable of prepping and sticking with it. Like you are capable of that. And that's what I told her. Like, I want you to stop saying you can't, and that this is who you are. Instead you are a healthy person. I can say, no, I will say, no, I will not eat these because I am a disciplined person. And if you continue to say those words of affirmation over you, chances are you're going to start believing them and mm-hmm. that's going to become your identity. Like, I feel like I kind of got sidetracked off no, of what you were no, saying, no, no, you're but, good, that's, but that's, that's, yeah,
1: yeah, that's exactly right though. Yeah. And you know, the, I, I hate to go off on another tangent, but like, you know, I've been reading this book too and and talking, talking with Burgundy about it a little bit. And, you know, it's that it's a book called uh, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, who was a guy who he was, he's a survivor of the Holocaust. He was in a concentration camp. I mean, it's just somebody who has, who, you know, had the possibility of just no hope. I mean, it's just, it's just a dark, it's a dark story. But things
0: that we cannot even comprehend. Oh, exactly. Like and our problems, literally that's another, like, sorry, I keep no, interrupting no, no, you, but our problems guys, like the, the book he's about to talk about, like it, I feel like a lot of times when we're complaining about things, like if you put it into context of what other people have really suffered with, like your problems are nothing. We have mm-hmm. to eat less to be healthy. Yes, That is our only, that's our main issue with food. Yes. Like
1: <laughs> that's, we have, yeah, our, we're pretty spoiled. Yes. <laughs> oh, for sure. But no, that's, and that's one of the, one of the things that he was talking about was, uh, they, you know, but the difference between a the, the lot of that survived and a lot that didn't. And one of the main things was hope. You know, a lot of these guys and you know, men and women who were in these concentration camps and they were being you know worked to the bone and they were being tortured and beaten and just and starved and just all these things and the ones that that, you know, there were a lot of his, he was saying that his friends, that he would notice, you know, that if they didn't have a, an idea of the future, if they'd lost hope, if they'd lost, you know, any side of like their past or their future or anything like that, and they were only stuck in where they are right now mm-hmm. and, the, you know, and the, being in this tough, tough thing they they're going through, they were the ones that didn't make it. And they were the ones that starved to death yep. and they were the ones that gave up and they were the they ones that, that got, you know, that, that were sick and died. And they were the ones that, you know, and that's just the thing that, that he was trying to, to share was that, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, and the, even the hardest thing that you're going through that you could ever possibly imagine going through, there's always some kind of hope yeah. and some kind of future to it. I mean, it's,
0: it's only when you give up that you really fail that's what really or what you don't was. accomplish it's, something. Yes, and I that so. is such a good thing to like put into context. It's, it sounds like it's not even, you can't even compare the two things, right. <laughs> but when it comes to context with our health and nutrition, like if you keep telling yourself you can't, then you're right. Like you are hopeless at that point and you're defeating yourself. Mm-hmm. Like i not, I think that people get like kind of misled on like, well, I can't be perfect all the time. Well, no, no He's, one is no like, one is. but can you put in more effort? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Can you make a different choice here? Absolutely. Can you get back to it after you had a day off instead of quitting altogether and just living in this lie of like, I'm no good. I have no willpower. I'm never going to be healthy. Like you're right. If you keep telling yourself that, cause that's what you're identifying as. But If you can change your narrative that you speak over yourself and your perspective and your mindset, you've already won most of the battle. Mm -hmm. Like that's literally the thing that keeps people back the most is their mindset and perspective and negativity. Like
1: I mean, and we see it. Yes. uh, Like we, you know, we see it every. We've got. (laughs) We have. You know, we've worked with hundreds of clients over the years, and every single person that's made it to their goal weight has been positive. Yep. And. I can't think of a single person who was just who had a negative attitude about most things. There's a
0: handful of people where every conversation I have with them, I'm like, "You are never going to reach your goals." Not because you can't, not because you don't have the tools, but you were so negative about everything. In a fixed mindset. In a fixed mindset of, "I can't do that because I just I just can't." Like, I feel like I'm speaking the pronunciations really loud. (laughs) No, no, you're good. (laughs) But I mean, (sighs)
1: but really, that's. How you think about things, how you see yourself, how you talk to yourself, it, matters. it absolutely matters. And it's not, you know, it, I mean, it's, you cannot have a negative attitude and reach something great. Just I, I just can't think of a single thing of you have a negative attitude about it and reach something great.
0: It's exhausting and it's contagious too. I'm telling you, like some of the, sometimes I have to remind myself, like when I'm talking to someone that's like super negative all the time that like, like that is not who I am. And we are going to be positive and honestly just like reflecting on that and kind of like snapping out of it helps like if you feel yourself negative and you're like everything sucks this sucks i have to do this like reframe that mindset stop take a pause and be like oh i don't want to stick to it because i'm hungry today like how blessed am i that i get to be healthy today mm-hmm. how blessed am i that i get to go to the gym and move my body to remain healthy that i have access to something like that i get to do that like putting things into context like that like we're talking about our electricity going out last week. Like just, we take so many of the things that we're blessed with for granted. It's insane. And I know we're like, I feel like we're rambling off on things today, but I I just think it's important to remember that like these things matter and how you talk to yourself and the the mindset that you have and the perspective you have, like, I say this to myself often, like when I don't want to go work out, I think about when I had rhabdo and I couldn't. And I remember thinking in those moments, like I will never complain about going to the gym again because I couldn't. And I wanted to so bad. And it makes me think about people who can't, like they physically aren't able to move their body and do things like that. And so for me going to the gym, so I can do that for a long time, like that's a blessing. That's not a negative thing. Like having to eat less food so I can remain healthy and feel good and have energy and run and play with my kids or saying no to things that don't fit into my target. That's a blessing. I'm so blessed that my only issue with food is that I have to choose to eat less of it, not where my next meal is going to come from, or if I'm going to get to eat today. And that's a real thing for a lot of people. And I think that that perspective is so crucial. And also, Rounding back up to what this topic was supposed to be about, like, (laughs) what a blessing it is that we get the opportunity to lead our kids well. Like, what a freaking blessing that is. Like, we have the opportunity to give our kids the life that we didn't have, maybe, or that we wish we would have had. And that's within our power to do that. Like, if we can just take control and do it. Like that is such a blessing. And the way you do that is you lead by example. Mm -hmm. You do those things for yourself that you never had growing up or you do those things for yourself that you never knew about before by hiring someone that maybe does know more about it than you do if you need help. And you do what they say and you follow through and you stay consistent and you change your life. And then in default, it's going to change your kid's life too. Like that's what you do.
1: I mean, think about like, what legacy do you want to lead? You know, or do you want to leave? Do you want to be, you want to leave a legacy of, the kids continuing what you've taught them and yeah. them just continuing onto the on next, to uh, kids, the next passing on to their kids. Or do you want them to have the legacy of like, I don't want to be like my parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to do something different. And yeah. you, who wants that for their kids? No,
0: you want the best for your kids. And I know anyone listening to this wants the same. And so I think that also we don't do this intentionally. Like we're not intentionally being unhealthy in the regards that we're trying to hurt our kids. Like that's not what we're saying. But I do think that like reflecting on that and asking yourself, Hey, does that convict me a little bit when I say like if my kid grew up just like what I'm doing right now would I be okay with that? And if the answer is no, then it might be time to reflect on your own choices and change your own life. And I mean we're always here and happy to help with that. But if it's not with us, like find some kind of accountability or reach out for some kind of help. Um, and we are two people who have done it. Like you know, like I talked about, we I lost 100 pounds, Trey lost 80 pounds, and we live completely different lifestyles than we used mm-hmm. to now. Like we are completely two different people. And so I hope that gives you hope that that too can be your story if you want it bad enough and you're re- like, you're willing and you're ready to put that effort in and reach out for help. That's the main thing I think that kept me stuck for so long is that I was too proud too proud, um, or embarrassed to say I needed help. And that was what's kept me stuck for forever. And once I did, I realized that the people I was reaching out to help for only wanted the best for me and they wanted to help me. That's why they're, that's why they were helpers. (laughs) (laughs) And so when I found the right one, like, man, my life changed forever and it's okay to say that you need help because you don't know what to do. Or maybe you do know what to do, but you've done it 5 million times and you keep failing and you keep yo-yoing back and forth and you just can't stick with it. And you need some extra accountability. Like, go find it, go out there and get it. Because that could be what's stopping you from changing your life. And I think that that's a good place to kind of round it up on. But the main points is ask yourself if you're living a lifestyle that you would be happy to hand down to your kids. And if the answer is no, then in any area, health, fitness, any area, like spiritual, mar- your marriage, finances, finances, everything. Yeah, like yeah. everything. Because chances are your kids are going to grow up mimicking what you do. And that's going to be their life too but you can at least and it may not be the case but you can give them a fighting chance if you do and then and so just reflect on that and then come up with points where you can be better reach out for help if you need it and get to work because your kids not your kids deserve it absolutely but so do you like you deserve those things too you deserve to be proud of yourself you deserve to work hard and see what comes from that hard work and just feel like empowered that like i freaking did that like what I talked about earlier, how I look back on that now, and I'm so proud of myself, like I want that for everyone because I didn't ever feel proud of myself until I was probably, how, how long ago did I lose the weight? <laughs>
1: Seven years ago. Seven probably. years ago.
0: So well, I don't even know how old I am so right now. You're Let's just say. 24, <laughs> so
1: 20, 27. It's a lot of math. <laughs> It
0: took me 27 years <laughs> to really get to a point where like I felt proud of myself for the first time, because before that I didn't really make good choices to make myself proud and it feels good. And I want everyone to feel that because there's nothing that compares to that. And I want you to be proud about saying that I am giving my kids a fighting chance to live the life that I never had or the life that I want. And you can do that. It's You're capable of it right now. Whoever you are, you can do it. And yeah, I'm just gonna keep bothering about nope, this because good. it's, but anyways, we love you guys. And we wanna hear from you as always. If you have any feedback or liked this or something, liked it or didn't like it, we don't care. Well, actually, we do care. We want to hear from you. We want to hear what you want to hear next. We want to hear feedback. We want to know how we're doing, if we can be better in any areas. And we just want to really do this for you guys. It's not for us. And so if there's something you want to hear about, let us know. Um, We would love feedback and all that stuff and follow along. If you don't follow us on social media, you can follow us at um, Instagram. Our business page is macro underscore works. And then my personal Instagram is ringer 5 So follow along there if you want to see daily content. <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, we'll talk to you next week.
1: Bye, guys. Bye.